Thank you for joining us here at Crossword Church for this week's message. Our desire is to see people's lives transform as they develop an authentic relationship with Jesus. We would like to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at mycrosswordchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. So we are in this new series that has literally captivated me, and we're in the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're talking about the cross and kingdom community. So today, I want to talk about the fact that the cross transforms us. You know, sometimes when people think of serving the Lord or they think of Christianity, um, what we don't understand sometimes is that the word of God is not for our information exclusively. The word of God is for our transformation. And so when we are hearing the word of God, there should be an attitude of how can I allow the spirit of God to allow the word of God to change me to be more like Jesus. If we're, if we're challenged with wanting to change, then what will happen is our hearts will become callous because we will learn how to resist the word of the Lord. So the cross humbles us, the cross sanctifies us, the cross uh, unites us, unifies us around Christ. Verse 2 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, To the church of Corinth, to the church in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, to those that's been set apart in Christ Jesus. Uh, verse 4, I'm just going to go through and hit some of these verses. He's, verse 4, he says, I will always thank God because of you for his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. If you read these texts, everywhere you see in Christ Jesus, I really want to make sure that we are grace grasping why this is important. Everything that we have is in Christ, and we receive it because Christ went to the cross. Verse 5 says, in him, in Christ, you have been given, you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and all kinds of knowledge. Verse 9 says, God is faithful who has called you into his fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. What is Paul saying here? Because of the cross, you are now in Christ. As you are in him, he is transforming you. He's transforming not just, just some things. He doesn't want to transform just some things. But listen, church, he wants to transform everything. Everybody say everything. And so if you have some rooms in your life that you don't want him to walk into, uh, there may be a challenge because what he wants is free access to come into our souls, into our hearts, our minds, our will, our emotions, and to be able to transform us so that we can be more like him. Because the only way that his glory can shine in us and through us is if he have access to all of us. Everybody say, all of me, all of me. God separates us, making you holy. He separates you and I. He makes us holy unto himself. 
And then God has given you and I grace. What's grace? It's unearned favor, unmerited favor. It's, 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 it's the influence of God that's now, and the power of God that's now working on your soul so that you can be more like God. God enriches you, enriches you in every way. Not just some ways, but every way. God has called you into fellowship with Christ. Now you have, listen, right standing with him. Christ is our righteousness. He's our righteousness. It means that Christ has saved us from the very penalty of sin. Righteousness deals with our standing before the Lord. In our sin, we are cast out of God's presence. We are separated from him. But now because of Christ the, and through the cross and Christ dying on the cross, now we have an open invitation. Now we can stand before God in the righteousness of Christ. So that when he sees us, listen church, sometimes we have a hard time just standing in front of the mirror. Not liking what we see looking back at us. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. But it's important for you to know that it doesn't matter what has transpired in your life. When you stand before the mirror of God because of the cross of Christ, now not only does God see the reflection of his son, but God allows you to see this new person that you are because of his son. You have been reconciled with him. At the cross, God made him who, was, who had no sin to become sin for us. So that we can now be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when the enemy comes knocking, telling you that you're not worthy... Telling you that you will never amount to anything. Telling you that uh, those that you are aspiring to be, you will never reach anything really of any significance. When he starts bringing back the old and playing the old tapes of your life, it's important for you to know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That you're not the same person. Everybody say, I'm new. I'm new. Hmm. Christ, is, Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our sanctifier. He's our sanctifier. He is saving us from the very power of sin. Listen, if God wanted us to be uh, controlled and influenced by sin, uh, he would not have taken our sins on the cross. He's on the cross because he doesn't want sin to no longer rule in our lives. And if we don't understand that, we will, be, we will have the benefits package without the benefit evidence working in us. Jesus. The word sanctify means that God makes us holy. He separates us from sin to himself. As we are in Christ, God is conforming us into his image. He is empowering us in the battles, in our battles against sin. Everybody say, I'm in victorious. victorious. Come on, say it like you believe it. Say, I'm victorious. victorious. 
in Christ Jesus. And, 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 and how can we be victorious? See, when Jesus hung on the cross, and the Bible says that he says it is finished, he really meant it was finished. To reconcile all things back to God and to break the very back and power of sin. Next one, Christ is our sanctifier. Christ, Christ is our sanctification. Next one, Christ is our redemption. So he is saving us from the penalty of sin, from the power of sin. Uh, redemption means that he will ultimately, he has redeemed us now, but we will ultimately be redeemed from the very presence of sin. God is redeeming us. He's recreating us into the image of Christ. And one day he will return and the very presence of sin will be removed from our lives. But until then, we got to learn to be in this world, not of this world, be in power to be able to walk and to not have sin have dominion over us. Can I get a witness about that today? Amen. Amen. See, because of the cross... Sin have been defeated. Sin has been defeated. The next thing, number, number uh, five of this list of six, the cross compels us. The cross compels us. The cross transforms us. It compels us. See, we as the church should be reflecting the holiness of God. We should be reflecting the righteousness of God. We want to be a community here at Crossword um, that will display God's grace and his glory to, for all to see. This is the reason of the church. The Bible says that we're supposed to let our light so shine before men. Let our lives so shine. When people look at our lives, they should be a distinction. There should be a difference. There should be an effervescence. There should be a life. The child of God should not be walking around with their heads hung down low, feeling just as depressed as the world. And what I would submit is the reason why sometimes we struggle in that regard is because we have not put the cross at the center of our lives. We haven't crucified our flesh and allowed the cross, the victory, the power of the cross to be reigning on the inside of us. And so we can have the cross on our necks, but we don't really have it in our hearts. And if it's just on our necks and in, not in our hearts, then we don't have, we don't experience the power of it. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. This is what Romans 3.23 says. All people have sinned. Everyone have sinned. And and come short of the glory, the perfection, the holiness of God. Our only option to be in right standing is to accept God's free gift of Jesus Christ. That's what John 3.16 is all about. God so loved you and I that he sentenced his son to the cross so that you and I can have a, 
abundant relationship with him. Amen? The cross compels us. Today in the church, just like the day in, in the church of Corinth, many people are drawn to personalities in the church. Many people are drawn to those who have eloquent speech. And what tends to happen is very quickly our focus becomes on that person, their giftedness and their charisma. And so we get caught up with their personality, right? Instead of getting caught up with the God of the message they should be preaching. Sometimes I will go on YouTube and see little videos and you see masses of people here and in foreign countries and people are running down to the altar and they're throwing their money at the feet of the leader. And the, the leader is walking across the stage on the money. And they're literally as though they are worshiping him or her. See, when this happens in the church, it's because the people have lost sight of the cross of Christ. It's very easy for us to be enamored with gifted people. Because their lights are shining. But I want you to know that Sunday morning should not be about the church coming to watch one person's light shine. Oh, Jesus. The, the Sunday morning should be about all the lights of God that he has across the city coming together and shining for him. And bringing some fruit of their shining from the previous week into the house. Oh, Jesus. See, if we become impressed with church activities like singing and preaching and teaching, but do not allow our hearts and minds to be impressed upon by the cross, then the power of the cross will be diminished in our lives. When you know and you are persuaded that Jesus died and you know the gospel, and you understand that, that he has taken your guilt and your shame and your pain. He's taken the penalty and the power of sin from your life. And now you're being reconciled with God. There should be a compulsion to share the good news. There's a reason why it's called the good news. Oh, Lord Jesus. See, that's why Paul said, listen, uh, to, 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 to those that don't know, the cross is foolishness, right? But to those who do know, the cross is the power of God unto salvation. And when we start understanding the power of the cross, we won't, we won't, we won't wait until Easter to get our, our Sunday best on. See, we will have our Sunday best on every day because for us, for us, Resurrection Day would be every day. And we will be telling people how to be resurrected. Listen, we live in a culture where you have dead man and dead woman walking. People can have the finest suits on. They can drive the nicest cars. They can have the, the most wonderful houses. 
They can throw the best parties. And then at the end of the day, they get home and they get in sometimes their big beds. And they have the pills. Or they have the gun in the drawer. Because they're thinking of how they can check out. Because they have all the things, but they don't have peace. They don't have hope that transcends their stuff. And then in the converse of that, you have people that don't have anything. And they understand that their worth is not formed in a multitude of stuff. But they understand that their names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. And I wonder if sometimes we have lost the honest of and the joy of recognizing that my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. God has translated me out of darkness into light. Into the light of his son. The cross is the power of God onto salvation. There are way too many believers that's coming to church and they're not experiencing the power of the cross in their lives. And they're living subservient to what God is calling us to live in. What would cause people to march into a coliseum and they can hear the lions and they can hear the bears and they can smell the flesh that has been torn apart in the first century church. And they've been challenged to recant their, their, their faith in Christ and they would march into these coliseums. And they would gather themselves together and begin to sing praises unto God. As the animals would be set loose on them. What kind of faith is that? And I would submit to you church. That God is calling us to a deeper place of relationship with him. Because when all of our crutches are moved away from our lives. And we stand just before God. We better have a real faith. That can, that can sustain and withstand whatever persecution might come. Most of us, when we think about the power of God, and we think about the New Testament church, we say we want God to move like that. What does it mean for Peter in Acts chapter 5 to walk into the streets and they would, be, they would bring stretchers with crippled people and just lay them before him? And the shadow of Peter would pass and people would be healed. The same Peter that Jesus says, upon this revelation, this rock, Peter, you're the rock. Upon the, the revelation, the truth that I am the son of God, I'm going to build my church. Peter was significant, symbolic of the church. Always doubting. Always moving too fast. But God loves Peter and he loves you and he loves us. He loves me. And so we want the benefits of that type of life. 
Pastor, I just want God to just use me. When I pray for somebody, they just, they just get healed right away. But here's the question. Are you willing to pay the price in private with him? Are you willing to turn off Netflix? Are you willing to turn off Hulu? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to not go to the mall with your friends today? Are you willing to spend some time with him and learn of him and allow him to tell you and show you who you are so that you are not being framed by your friends' opinions? And you're walking around not knowing who you are, just being told who you are. The power of the cross. If we, if we have churches that are filled with the presence of God and the power of God. We will see a move of God like we have never seen before. Listen, listen. And I'm, I'm so off the notes. So, you know, <laughs> The Bible says Jesus is preaching and there was so much power that some guys wanted their friend healed. And they ripped off the roof of the house so that they can let their friend in. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, he was healed. I'm just wondering if Jesus is seeing our faith today. He says when he comes back, the thing that he's looking for is not the great building, is not the great programs, is not how much, how much stuff you've accumulated. But he's looking to find faith. And so the power of God comes through the cross. And when we learn to put the cross at the center of our lives, we start living different lives. And then people can know that this God that you talk about is not just a story in a book. Because here's the thing. This is what you'll do. You'll say, you have some doubts? Here, why don't you just read my book? Because I'm the book. And let me tell you about what he has done in my life. For some of you, you've been struggling. And you just got to resolve. I know that God has a better plan for me. 